Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for downloading the show and spending a little time with me. I'm Laura Adams, an award-winning finance author who's hosted Money Girl since 2008. I also work with select brands doing on-camera and voiceover work as a PR spokesperson, consumer advocate, and multimedia content creator. On the show, I cover a wide range of personal and small business money topics, like building credit, dealing with debt, investing for retirement, real estate, taxes, insurance, money management strategies, and a lot more. So if you're ready for more knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage money the best way possible and create a richer life, you're in the right place. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode number 742 is six ways to get more value from your credit cards. The show was inspired by an email I received from Dave K. in New York. Dave says, I know you generally recommend against closing credit cards, so your average credit age is not adversely affected. However, is there a downside to opening a credit card to take advantage of a promotion, such as getting $200 for spending $1,000 in the first 90 days and then closing it a few months later? It seems that strategy would preserve my credit age. Also, is my credit score negatively affected by having too many credit cards, even if they're all in good standing? If so, how many credit cards are too many? Thank you for the excellent questions, Dave. I love that you're watching your credit and really thinking through those significant financial decisions. Building and maintaining excellent credit is one of the best ways to improve your financial life. It has a lot of kind of a ripple effects throughout your entire life. It allows you to save money on various products and services, such as credit cards, lines of credit, car loans, mortgages, and even auto and home insurance in most states. And it also allows you to qualify for promotional offers and even low or no security deposits on utility accounts. I'll cover some major ways your credit cards help you build credit and bring even more value to your financial life. And as we review them, I'll be sure to answer Dave's questions. Here we go. The first way to get more value from credit cards is by building a positive payment history. A common misconception about credit is that if you have no credit cards or no loans, that you must have excellent credit. Well, that is completely false because having no credit 
is the same thing as having poor credit. To have good credit, you must have credit accounts in your name, and you've got to use them. You've got to use those accounts to show a history of responsible use. Now, I didn't say that you have to go into debt to have good credit. However, if you do have an installment loan, like a mortgage or an auto loan, paying it on time certainly boosts your scores. The great thing about revolving accounts, and those include credit cards and bank lines of credit, is that they allow you to quickly build credit without taking on any debt. One strategy that I always recommend is to make monthly small charges on your card and then pay it off in full. But even if you only make a card's minimum payment, you still get the same credit benefit as if you paid off the entire balance. You know, of course, I recommend paying your total balance each month so you avoid interest charges altogether and you get to use your card for free. So if you're in a situation where you can't pay off the balance in full or maybe you can only make a partial payment or a minimum payment, don't worry that that's gonna be bad for your credit. Even making the minimum payment, as long as you make it on time, will be a positive mark on your credit reports. Okay, the second way you get value from cards is by having more available credit. With revolving accounts, the more available credit you have, the better your credit. Dave mentioned that closing a card reduces your average age of credit. And while that eventually happens, a more critical issue is that canceling a card spikes your utilization ratio immediately. Your credit utilization ratio is just a math formula that compares your debt to your available credit limit. And this applies on all revolving accounts uh, individually and also in the aggregate. When you cancel a credit card, what happens is that your utilization ratio significantly increases because you've got the same amount of debt and less available credit. So like it or not, closing a card does make you appear less credit worthy and your credit scores go down. Also, note that opening a new account is a hard inquiry that does temporarily ding your scores. That's most detrimental to your finances if you plan to finance a big purchase soon, like a home or a car. Jeopardizing your credit right before you make a big application could ruin your ability to get a competitive interest rate, and that could cause you to overpay interest for decades. But if you're not going to take out a loan anytime soon, closing a credit card may not be a major concern for you. So again, Having more available credit is better than having less available credit. All right, a third way to get more value is by having multiple credit cards. There's a common misconception that it's okay to max out a credit card if you pay it off each month. And while, you know, it's a wise way to avoid interest charges, it does not guarantee a low utilization ratio. Let me explain. What happens is the date that your card account balance gets reported to the national credit agencies is not the same as your statement due date. So if your balance happens to be high on the date it gets reported, you're going to have a high utilization ratio that drags down your credit scores. So a good rule of thumb is to keep your utilization ratio below 20% at all times. For example, 
Let's say you've got a $1,000 card balance and a $5,000 credit limit. In that case, you've got a 20% credit utilization ratio. You take 1,000, you divide it by 5,000, and you get 0.2 or 20%. And that's a great place to be. But what if you need to charge more than $1,000 in a given month? Well, one solution is to spread out your charges on multiple cards instead of consistently maxing out one card. Another strategy is requesting credit limit increases on one or more of your cards. So again, having the same amount of debt compared to more available credit, that makes you look better. That reduces your utilization and causes your scores to increase. Dave also asked if his credit score is negatively affected by having too many cards, even if they're in good standing. As I mentioned, having more open revolving credit accounts makes you more likely to have higher credit scores when you manage them responsibly. And if you regularly bump up against a 20% utilization ratio, you definitely need an additional credit card. Theoretically, there's no limit to the number of cards you can or should have. If you manage them all responsibly, you're going to be helping, not hurting your credit. I recommend that you have at least two cards so that you've got a backup if something happens with one of them, and to have as many cards as you believe will benefit your financial life and that you're comfortable managing. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. All right, a fourth way to get more value from cards is using rewards strategically. Consider how different credit cards can help you achieve financial goals, such as saving money on everyday purchases you're already making. There are loads of retailers, big box stores, and brands that have cards that reward your loyalty with discounts, promotions, and even additional services. I have a lot of cards, and I use them strategically based on their benefits and rewards. For example, I use my Prime Rewards card exclusively on Amazon to get 5% cash back. I have a new Chase Instacart card that I use just for deliveries from Instacart, and it also pays 5% cash back. I've got a card with no foreign transaction fees that I use when traveling overseas. 
So periodically review your everyday purchases and where you're spending the most, such as groceries, gas, or travel, and use cards that will pay you the best rewards for those types of purchases. The fifth way to get more from cards is by keeping them active. Credit card companies are in business to make a profit, right? So if you don't use a card for an extended period, they can close your account or even cut your credit limit. You may not mind having a card canceled if you haven't been using it. But as I mentioned, a cut in your credit limit means a danger to your credit scores. So be sure to keep your cards open and active, especially if you might apply for a significant loan in the next few months. You could charge something, you know, really small and pay it off a few times a year or even once a quarter uh, just to stay active and keep your available credit limit in place. The sixth way to get more from cards is to close them strategically. If you're determined to cancel one or more of your cards, be sure to space it out over time, like doing one every six months. Don't be afraid to cancel if you've got a card that you just don't like. Maybe it's charging you an annual fee or a high APR. Just replace it with another card before you cancel the first one. That will allow you to kind of swap out one credit limit for another and avoid a significant increase in your credit utilization ratio. Before you close a credit card, ask yourself the following questions. Will I need to apply for credit soon? I don't recommend closing a credit card if you plan to buy a home or finance a vehicle in the next six to 12 months. If your utilization ratio goes up and your credit scores go down, you could end up overpaying a lot for interest. Ask yourself, what's the card's credit limit? The lower your card's available credit limit, the less it could harm your credit when canceled. And ask, how long have I owned the card? One credit scoring factor is the average length of time you've had accounts in your name. So it's better to keep a card that you've owned for years than a card you recently opened. Also, never keep a card that tempts you to overspend or make impulse purchases. Taking a temporary hit to your credit might be well worth it in the long run to prevent more significant problems in your financial life. Dave, thanks again. I hope this has been helpful. Before we go, I want to invite you, if you haven't already, to connect on Twitter at Laura Adams is my handle there. And lauradadams.com is my personal site where you can find my contact page if you want to send an email and learn more about my work, books, and money courses. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.